What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the number one truck podcast on iTunes. I want to thank you guys for all the downloads and reviews and support you've given us as we're bringing these diesel stories to you guys. We want to encourage you to follow us on social media. Just search The Diesel Podcast. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. And we post previews of our episodes and then ask you guys for questions that you'd like us to ask our guests. So whether we're talking about racing or products or different things like that, we take your questions and make sure that they make them onto the episode. Now today we're going to be talking to a gentleman with a Dooley Cummins and it's a race truck. And he's going to talk to us about how it went from a, you know, a daily driver to where it's at now. And it's well past a thousand horsepower. So all that went into the engine, the transmission, tuning, tons of different things. And he's this truck, it, it's up for voting in DPC this year. So he's going to tell us about the process for Diesel Power Challenge. And then also part of being a member of the BD race team and how he did it and the kind of support that BD gives him as he goes out there and races his truck. Before we get to the episode, we want to thank two of our sponsors that make episodes like this one possible. First one is BD, and you're going to hear about products that that this gentleman runs on his truck. So we're going to be talking about injection pumps and injectors and turbos and different things like that. I want to thank those guys for their support. And if you're looking for upgrades for your Cummins, Duramax, or Power Stroke, go to dieselperformance.com. You can search by your year and make and all the different products that BD has for you. Also, we want to thank Diesel World Magazine. Diesel World has helped us tremendously with being able to hear about stories, get information, be able to ask questions that we might have about a race or event or product or different things like that. Go to dieselworldmag.com. Make sure you bookmark their page. They update their site daily with information on anything going on in diesel. All right, guys, let's get to the podcast talking about this 2007 Cummins Dually race truck. This is Corey Willis with PVI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Cass from Diesel Doctor of Tennessee, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. Chris, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. We've been chatting a while, and you've got a lot of great information for our listeners about your truck and diesel racing and tons of different things that are going on, and we're, we're glad to be able to chat with you today. Yeah, man, I'm just uh, glad to be here to talk about trucks and diesel and all the fun things that we like to do. <laughs> I, uh, I've been following your Instagram page for a while, and your build's really cool, and, and I definitely want to talk about that. But beforehand, I wanted to know, like, what's your history in diesel? How'd you get into diesels? How did you decide, you know, to build a race truck and get into the performance side of things? So I grew up uh, racing, the whole family drag raced multiple generations. And uh, they were bracket racers, and it never was really my thing. And I was a mechanic at a dealership, and diesel started coming around, and they had turbochargers. I drove one, and it ran really well. And then uh, started making good money doing it. And then I had a uh, an old second gen VP truck, put a turbo on it, pair of injectors, and I was I was hooked ever since. <laughs> Usually, how it starts. Yeah, sort of the programmer, a little bit more power, and then it's a it's a lifelong passion after that. It, it is, man. It's like an addiction that uh, you just can't get enough of. So one step after another, it just evolves into this monster that you've created. <laughs> have, now, have you always had Cummins trucks, or have you had other brands? Or um, I've owned some other trucks, but I'm definitely a Cummins guy at heart. I just don't know what it is, but, I mean, they're sweet and simple. Air on one side, fuel on the other, you know, straight and six. 
<laughs> this makes sense to me. <laughs> definitely, definitely easier to work on, I think. They're definitely a lot easier to work on, and they can take a whole lot of power without um, major engine upgrades. You can make a whole lot of power. Now, you see these trucks, like all of them, Cummins Duramax Power Stroke with, with your day job, you know, which is, you know, working on trucks and helping guys, you know, either build race trucks or maintain them or, or do different things like that. Yeah. Uh, I have a shop called Summit Diesel. I got a partner there. His name's Alex. Uh, he's a Power Stroke Specialist. I'm the Cummins Specialist. And we don't have a whole lot of Duramax down here in Texas, or at least where I'm at. But uh, we stay busy between the repairs and the performance. We do a lot of big builds, and we do a lot of a lot of major repairs here. So it's definitely day in and day out diesel down here. It's always so interesting to me when I get to chat with so many people from all different parts of the country and how certain brands tend to dominate in certain regions. And it's so cool to, I guess, just see it because, you know, where I'm at, it's mostly Cummins trucks and some Fords, but it's there's other areas where it's it's duramax you know that's that's the main the main brand or ford and and it's it's really cool to see how i'm not sure if it's brand loyalty or or how it what it is but just different regions have their favorite brands they definitely do um i always wanted to be able to fix all three but it it uh it would get out of hand really quick with remembering what trucks need certain parts and what um, parts were known to fail in different manners. So I, I found my niche in the Cummins, and I stuck with it for a long time. And I have no interest in learning a Power Stroke or Duramax. <laughs> but Alex is really good at them, so we, we get it by. We make it work. <laughs> tell us about your truck. Tell us how it started and and kind of the, the process up till now. So I have a 07-59-3500 Doozy. Um, it was actually bought as a wholesale truck at a uh, dealership for really cheap and it needed a lot of work. And I bought it to have a good, nice, dependable daily driver. I had a VP44 race truck and I needed something to tow with, but it needed to be dependable. So then I was introduced to common rail horsepower. I put a programmer on it the next day. I had to take the transmission out of the race truck and put in the common rail. And uh, then we put a uh, 472 over stock compound kit on it and then I never looked back it's just been one modification after the next and it's uh, it's evolved now to a full-fledged what I would say is a street race truck you know it's, it's still got full interior full weight uh, it's got AC um, last year we, we made 1200 all year Went through seven transmissions trying to figure out how to make them hold. And then um, once we got it down good, we turned up the power and it bent all the rods and kicked out two of them. And <laughs> now we did a great big motor build this winter. With the with the transmission, was it shafts that would be an issue because of, the say, the weight? Or was it just kind of anything could happen to it? Or No, it, it wasn't shafts. I kind of go overkill on everything I do. And so I already had a big shaft, a fat output, and a good intermediate, but I was smoking clutches. Uh, one time it was the overdrive clutch, the next it was the forward clutch, and it was always just simple things that weren't really making sense to me 
I never could afford to buy these built transmissions you see that you know people post about every day. I had to learn this as I as the horsepower grew. I had to learn how to make it hold. So it was the the 600 horse, the 750, the 800, the 900, the thousand, and every time it seemed something else needed to be upgraded. So I would look at it, saw kind of what happened, think about it, make my changes, write everything down, stick it in, and go out there and something else would happen. So it just kind of evolved over time, but never a shaft, always just clutches and simple things like that. I saw on your Instagram page you had in your, in your bio, it said it's like 5'9", soon to be 6'2". And we've talked about 6'4", Cummins, on the, on the podcast. What's up with the 6'2"? So that kind of goes back to not just buying what everyone else offers. Um, I had a good 6'7 block. I had a good 6'7 crank. And there's not a lot of information out there on a real-world truck that uses the CP Carrillo hybrid kit with the forged piston that's all anodized and no cast-in ring lands and that really, really long rod. So I decided I was going to learn. So we did a hybrid hybrid kit. We took that block. We sleeved it down to a 40 over 5.9 bore. And then we put the 6.7 crank in it with the, the long rod of the 6.7 hybrid kit and the smaller diameter piston of the 5.9 hybrid kit. So it's a Carrillo hybrid hybrid and come out to be 6.2 liters. Now, did you, is this, this upcoming season, is that going to be the first time you've run it or had, had you played around with it, you know, like last year or prior? So we broke it in November at the last event at the local track, oiled it down, and, and guys were pissed. They hated us. So we built it, and we fired it up last Saturday, about three or four days ago, broke it in, and then uh, we're taking it to the track uh, this Friday for nice. the opening event. So I was one of the last five passes of the year when I broke and everyone got pissed. Well, I'm going to be one of the first couple passes this year to show the, the redemption. <laughs> what kind of air and fuel are you going to be running? So right now, um, it's got F1 injectors in it, and they're 350%. And then two BD diesel 12-millimeter injection pumps, and then a uh, Borg 488 and a Borg 464. So you've got some air and some fuel. <laughs> there's I would I would like to say there's plenty of fuel for my growing needs. Air is probably gonna change. We went with this turbo kit. It's a little bit smaller than what a lot of people run because we're hoping to get voted in the diesel power challenge and the air up there is fifty eight hundred feet. So we need that, that quick spool. We've um we've chatted with a lot of contestants in D P C and and gotten feedback and that's one of the one of the things they mention is like you know building this truck at closer to sea level and then you come up to denver colorado and it's like well, there's way more lag now it's not responding the way i thought and kind of having to make that quick change so i think being able to put this together with that focus is just gonna just gonna be a huge benefit you know in a competition like that at higher elevation i completely agree you know you have to be able to make boost really quick uh, just to, to have the low RPM response you're going to need during the obstacle course and 
and the, the quick spool helps a lot on the fuel economy run where you have to keep your RPMs in a certain window. And most of all, I don't like a nasty, smoky truck. When you see these trucks on the street that just belts out black crap everywhere, I don't, I don't want to support that. So I like having a street truck that responds pretty quick. And uh, a small pair of compounds to me is, is the ticket there and really, really, really good tuning. And I think also, like not just even a, like a street truck or race truck application, but for for towing, you probably get a lot of guys that come through the shop that you know they're using these trucks to to make their livelihood, and they they want the performance, but need the quick response or or need to maintain that drivability, and that's where compounds can help so much with just a complete RPM range that you can use. Absolutely, you know they they want to watch their EGTs. They want the low RPM torque, and then they don't want to have to worry about um, the fuel economy. You know, they don't want to kill that. So it just leads to a, a nice tight pair of towing turbos. And you have to be realistic whenever you start looking at sizing turbos. Be honest with yourself. What are you really going to be doing with the truck? Sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in the numbers game and, and thinking that bigger is always better. It's not. It's not always better. I think that's that's something that uh, you know, just being guys in general, we always want to have like we always want to have the biggest turbo. You know, our friends running a '66. Well, we need to run a '67 or '72, or you know, just to have the bigger turbo set up. But there can be a trade-off with it, especially I think more so for daily driving, or if you definitely if you tow, that's where it'll show. You know, on the track maybe not, but it's. I think that's one of the things we hear or get a lot of questions from as well as like, Hey guys, I've put this turbo setup on my truck. Next time you guys have a guest on that, you know, is really familiar with turbos. Can you ask them about like how to size it, how to you know, give me that drivability back day to day? How can I get that? Oh, and yeah. so, you know, it's, it's, um, I think it's something that, uh, you know, an application like yours where, you're going to drive it every day, but you're also taking it to the track a lot is you can really speak to that, that fact of how drivable is it? How can I control, you know, one, the smoke, but then two, harness all that power is you're making great power with the truck. Yeah. Yeah. The wrong size turbo will make you want to sell the truck or part it out or just get out of the game completely because it, it matters that much. You know, the time you spend, um, under 3,000 or 4,000 RPM is a lot of time on a street truck. So running around on a, on a very large single is not the easiest. It's not the funnest. And it certainly is not the fastest. I made that mistake once with a truck. And, yeah, it's like cruising on the highway at four pounds of boost at 13, 1,400 degrees. Yeah. Like, I got, I need something different here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we We got this motor in. And the big trend right now is big singles. So I had the 488 atmosphere from my kit, and, it, and it's got a 132 housing. So we just stuck it on as a single. And it was like 24, 2600 RPM, 40 to 80% throttle, making 10 pounds of boost at 1400 degrees. I was like, no, this, this isn't for me. And it looked like a pull truck driving down the service road. <laughs> so I, I decided real quick that turbo was on for three days. Now I, I could have changed it. We could have went down a little, a lot. You know, you could have done a, 
476. I'm a 96, 115 or something. But then I was going to have to spend another whatever, fourteen, eighteen hundred dollars And I was like, no, I, I want the compounds back. Once you do that, once you make over 100 pounds of boost, there's really no substitute for that. You had mentioned DPC earlier, and I wanted to I wanted to chat with you about that. How is it working this year with voting? You know, how when can you vote? How do how do people, you know, pick the the trucks that they want to see in the competition? So the Diesel Power Challenge is held every year uh, around Denver, and you vote the readers in, or you vote the people in that are in the list. Uh, March fifteenth, the magazine comes out. And I think there's 23 trucks this year. So you get to vote three Cummins, three Power Stroke, three Duramax. And then um, they go up there and compete against last year's reigning champ. And the the edition comes out March 15th. The competition is June 2nd through the 6th. Uh, we have two trucks in. We have my 07 3500. And then a good customer of ours, John Bowles, has a 06 Mega Cab. It's a full motor build, compounds, trans, lots and lots of good stuff. He's in the run, in the voting as well. So we're hoping we can go up there and, and really make a statement about uh, a, a good, solid, clean street truck and how you can have that good balance between the response, the horsepower, the fuel economy, the dependability, and really show what a, a well-tuned truck can do. Last year we chatted with uh, some of the the people that were competing in it and we had so much fun doing it because the setups were all a little bit different. And I think one thing that's so cool about that is you get to they're 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 guys that are passionate about their trucks and they've all been built a little different and that competition combines so many different elements to it that, you know, it's not like you can just show up with a truck that just does one thing really well and doesn't do the others very you know very well you just won't get enough points so it's the strategy that goes into it and then also the support you know network that's that's there that you have you know whether it's you know companies or you know your your team the mechanics all those sorts of things just factor into okay once you get in how do you win that's right you have to have a balance if if you go out there with a four-link truck that's set up just for drag racing, how well is it going to do in the obstacle course? Is it going to want to turn? Or if you go out there with a sled puller, is it going to make the fuel economy contest? Mm-hmm. You have to have that balance. And and that's where I think an ultimate street truck comes into play because when you have a daily driver slash street truck, that's what it is. It has to be relatively smoke-free to get decent fuel economy. It has to have quick spooling uh, turbochargers. It has to have a very solid transmission because these trucks are still full weight. You're still talking seven and 8,000 pound trucks. These aren't dedicated race trucks. They got air conditioners. They got multiple seats. They got full interior. So you have to have the balance and really you have to have the driving skill and being comfortable with the horsepower, comfortable with driving the truck quickly in tight, you know, tight corners. So it's really going to come down to more than just the truck. It's going to be a lot of driver skill as well. I think that is, it's something I've really been thinking a lot about. I'd say probably the last year is 
it seems like in general, like in diesel performance, for a long time it was about that daily driver that could make, you know, way back when it was like 700 horsepower, 800, 1,000, 1,200. And then it sort of branched off into this. I mean, there's some crazy power numbers that trucks are making. And I think being able to almost bring it back to, can I make 1,500 horsepower, 1,600, 1,200, 1,000, but drive it, use it? How does, you know, how can I have that best of both worlds, which I, I think is, is really one of the main draws of diesel performance is you can have a full pound, you know, full weight truck, a backseat, people can sit there, you can drive it to the grocery store, but then you can also take it to the track and have some fun on a Friday. And still have a trailer hitch on it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the ultimate race car, if you ask me. Yeah. What else can you drive to work, go all week? and then load up with the coolers and go to the racetrack and run whatever number, like nines in the quarter. I don't think that's too much to ask for. Make 1,500 horses and still drive it to work on Monday. It's possible. And it's all through tuning. And, of course, really strong transmissions and all the other support mods. But tuning is what makes it possible. Tuning is one of the most important things you can have on your vehicle. That's what I wanted to ask you about as is somebody that, you know, you're using your truck in a very, you know, it's not just the power, it's not just the times, it's also being able to drive it every day, is, you know, what's been your experience or, or your feedback out there for bringing these hard parts together and the, the fuel that you have in the air with tuning to make this set up what you want, what you need? So I was doing all my own tuning for a while till about seven or 800 horse, and then it started getting out of hand. I would fix one problem, another problem would occur, and I knew it never was just perfect. I saw what other people were making and running with my same combo, and I knew that there was more to be had. And I reached out to a couple people that make really good power, that drive on the street, and everybody referred me to Gordon Lindemood. And talking with Gordon from Geo Tuning Solutions, I knew that was it. And that was the best money I've ever spent on the truck. Uh the ability that the tuners have to make these things perfect is amazing between data logging, making the tweaks, the shift on the fly stuff. It's absolutely amazing. And I put 100% faith into his abilities. And you have to be realistic with about what you're doing. Are you going to drive 1500 on the ground to work smoke free? Probably not 15, but 900 or a thousand. Sure. Yeah, completely possible. And be dependable, 100%, yes. That's that's the part of tuning that is really exciting is how far it's come to be able to give a truck owner the ability to drive that 900 or 1,000 every day, not be a smoke show, not be breaking parts left and right. But then when you go to the track, you can turn it up. Yeah, because let's be honest, 1,500 horsepower on the street, that that's ludicrous. Like, you can't use it. No. Even at 11 or 1,200, you can do burnouts at 80 miles an hour in a dually truck on the freeway, like no problem. So the ability to have a really, really hot street truck and turn it down to level one or two and still be able to beat most of the Mustangs and Camaros and stuff and then go to the track and and basically put it on kill, but you got to be prepared to pick up the pieces because that's what we did. (laughs) We had a five-gallon bucket in the toolbox, and we had to pick them up. (laughs) <laughs> there was uh before the podcast we were chatting a little bit about um you know i think in in the 
the performance side of things is, you know, having that team that is behind you that supports you in ways that the diesel industry and community can can help racers can you know just i think uh, take this passion to another level and and really be able to showcase what these trucks can do and we were talking about the bd race team which you're a part of and i wanted to ask you your first bd racer that's been on is you know what 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 is the team what kind of you know how are you guys able to work together on your truck and 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 your goals and basically just work towards the same thing so you you really do have to have a really good team of people around you and and it goes for everything uh the wife that understands when you say hey babe uh i'm working late tonight we got you know we got this part to put on or we got to yank this motor out or whatever so first and foremost you have to have an understanding wife and then uh, a really really good group of friends that loves working for free on things that aren't theirs <laughs> I've, I've definitely got that we have several guys that come to the shop every weekend both of their personal hot rod trucks are here and uh and it's truck fest every weekend around here and then the race team the bd race team this is my first year to be a part of it um i haven't officially went down the track as a bd race team member but we're going to this friday uh but the support is amazing the ability to call up a company and say, hey, this is my problem. This is what it keeps doing. Send them some pictures. Say, what, what do you what do you think? What do you recommend? Uh, that's amazing. And then the products that they have, I love their products. I've got their transmission bars on the truck, and it's a street truck. So you have to to be quiet, right? You don't want this four link rear end with pine joints banging around, and their traction bars are completely quiet. And you don't have to adjust them once you set them up. If you're towing, it doesn't matter. I haven't had to adjust mine. And they actually work. They work really well. Uh, their manifolds, I've run several of their exhaust manifolds as, as we've stepped this game up. Um, a customer of mine, we put the cap shift on for the 48RE. So it's basically shift on the fly, torque converter control on the fly. It's amazing. You can get first gear locked up. Uh, you can downshift locked up. You can upshift locked up. You can turn lock up completely off and drive it like a normal truck with, with just a button. So it's that bridge between a full manual valve body ratchet shifter race truck and a lock up switch on the dash. It's came a long way since having a, a toggle switch on the dash for lock up. Yeah, I was just going to say that guys wanted that for so long. As I think especially when the 68 RFEs came out and you could, you know, just tap shift it and, and go to different gears. Like, man, I want this for my 48 RE. How do I get that? And that product, there, it seems like a lot of people, and we get a lot of questions on it when we have, you know, BD on the podcast. We've talked talked about it. And like, man, I love this. Like, this is awesome. I can you know, take this technology and apply it to my 2006 or 2007 or, you know, whatever year it might be. Yeah. It's the perfect thing for a really hot street truck because it still has like a normal shift schedule. However, that transmission is set up is how it's going to shift. And then in a matter of two seconds, you could be downshifted with a converter locker ready to roll, ready to party, uh, and then go right back to normal. And so it, it's that, that gap 
between the race truck and a stock truck that a lot of the street trucks need. On the the turbo kits, are are you guys, you know, they're it, it's just something where you know, sometimes the stock ones last a while, sometimes they don't, and you know, like as a, a truck owner, if you have a turbo failure or something like that, it's, you're like, well, can I get something you know that's better, that's something that you know handle my tune or modified injectors a, a little bit better. We do a lot of those. Uh, I love installing the iron horn kits from BD Diesel, even on a stock truck. Uh, you can put the, the smaller ones on, and they spool to me quicker than stock, and they have better power. They have cooler EGTs. You've already got the mantle solution with having the two-piece design, so you don't have to worry about blowing up the gaskets, breaking the bolts, or cracking the manifold. It's already got ports in it for your EGT or your back pressure. And then if you are making the power, if you if you want to grow, a lot of people get in this sport and get addicted to it. So you you can step it up to the 64, the 66, the 69, and you can make that that 750 horse in a stock appearing drop-in turbocharger application. Hooks up to the factory exhaust if you wanted to. You don't have to have a special downpipe. It uses the stock intake air box. It uses the stock oil supply and oil drain. So it's truly drop in one afternoon with the guys on the driveway. Completely drop in. I think that's that's one of the things that has been so refreshing and I think unique in diesel is to see how BD takes that outlook of say like installing a turbo kit and being able to make it efficient and it's complete and when the product goes on there there's no you know late night runs to the hardware store or something like that to get something that's not in the kit but they take that same forward thinking and that same kind of complete picture and then apply it to racing which i think the bd race team is something it's good for diesel it's great for the enthusiasts the spectators to be able to take their resources like you were mentioning where you can call someone up or you know send them an email and say hey what do you guys think about this and there's that attention there's that you know they care they they want to see you go faster they want to see you can be they want to see you go to dpc and win it you know they want to see these things and it's so unique and and it, it makes us excited as diesel enthusiasts to see a company be involved with the racers that are out there you know doing you know like what you're doing and and pushing the envelope with with trucks and and you know i think yeah, especially like in Texas, we were talking about how, you know, the races, you know, have, it's like it's dwindled. Like just it's what happened last year with NHRDA and it's just like the races and the things you could go to, it's kind of in this transition period. But there's still a lot of diesel guys and gals out there that want to see these trucks. They want to do things to their trucks. And, you know, you as a BD race team member, you want to showcase the truck. You want to say, hey, you can build this. You can do this. You know, here's how I did it. You know, let's uh, let's go out there and race. Absolutely, it's like having an, uh, a second family. Just having this group of people that is so driven by the passion for the sport. You know, we we all are just so passionate about diesel, about racing, about towing to the racetrack, about the street aspect, about refining a product that doesn't quite work how it should and and make things better you know we just don't want to sit back and stay exactly where we are we want to make things better 
And so just being a part of a group of guys like that is amazing. And, and talking to the company about, hey, you know what you could do? Like, we've been seeing this failure over here. You need to look into this area of the truck that's having, having some issues and see if y'all can come up with something. And it's really neat to be a part of uh, a project like that. That's something that it just it kind of spawned a question in my mind, and I think you'd be great to answer it, is what you see at the racetrack, how that can give a company feedback of, hey, I might be seeing this going you know, a quarter mile at a time, but my customers that are towing or my customers that are doing this are also seeing this issue and how racing can make better products for the average truck owner. Oh, definitely. I mean, look at their high-five torque converter. Everything about the high-five converter is a race converter. You unbolt it, you service it, you change it. You can put frictions and steels in it. You can just check out the clutches and see if they even need to be changed. You can change the stall. Well, that, that right there derives the quality for the guys that are wanting to tow and the lower horsepower guys is you can try different things and see how different turbos react to that that change install and it's just a it's an unfolding process the more you know the better uh, of a product you can make i think over the last five or six years that's been really one of the huge leaps this industry has made is in being able to take you know the kind of power in you know how hard you guys are driving your trucks and finding things that would be issue would be an issue for you know a daily driver truck way before so it's just the transfer of technology from the race track to the street and what it does i think it makes this whole community and makes the whole part of being a diesel truck owner and enthusiast even better and it's it's just this this link between racing and daily driving and it's making great products for any of us out there that want to just make our trucks perform better. Oh, definitely. When I blow things up on the racetrack, I learn from it and I take whatever I learn and I apply it to my customer's build, whether it's the transmission, the engine, you know, the cooling system or whatever. Every time we break something, pushing the limit, we analyze it, we pull it apart, we analyze it and say, okay, what happened? Where did this go wrong? Mm-hmm. How can we fix this? How can we make it stronger? How can we make this better for everyone else doing it so they don't have to learn it the hard way? Those are expensive lessons to learn. And so you just don't want to sit back making the same repeated mistake over and over. You want to innovate. I know that there's a, probably a lot of listeners that they've been listening to us chat about racing and everyone loves a dually that makes a ton of power. And people are going to want to see, going to want to see your truck you know, Ron, see, see what you're doing with it throughout the year. Where on social media can people find, find what you're doing, find videos, pictures, things like that? So you can follow us at the shop at Summit Diesel TX on Instagram. And then you can follow my personal Instagram, Chris underscore P-A-T-0-5. And uh, we post up all sorts of cool things all the time, destruction pics. <laughs> you know, uh, passes and modifications or or whatever. And then, uh, obviously, Chris has on Facebook and then some of people on Facebook. Um, but we're all the time posting stuff about going to the track and different builds we have going around the shop. And 
even the simple things we found, like making a bracket to hold U joints when you change U joints or something. I think that'll be a that'll be a great resource. You know, we we follow you on on Instagram, and we want to see you know this truck make some passes, and 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 I know you're going to be you know up for the voting at DPC. We hope you get in, bring the truck up, you know, to Colorado and and uh, and, and compete with it. And then also, you know, other races you're going to be at. And I think you had mentioned you were going to go to the Texas Truck Jam yeah. as well. Yeah, we went to the Texas Truck Jam last year. Um, and I smoked the Ford Clutches sitting in the starting line. Literally had her all spooled up, ready to rip. And uh, and I heard that zing of the clutch teeth slipping off of it and, and the burnt clutches. So we're, we're going to go back for redemption this year. Um, you know, with the close of the NHRDA, it really hurt us bad because it, it's big down here in texas so this is the only event we have um it's in san antonio it's august 3rd you know i'd love to see people come in and support it it's going to be big this year it's going to be real big and it's going to only grow so i'm really looking forward to that event i think we have seven trucks we're taking down so it, it should be pretty good and then all the other local racing i think we have 23 events we're trying to take it to just this year so it should be a very fun year. We know there's a lot of a lot of uh, huge diesel enthusiasts in Texas, and we had the Texas Truck Jam guys on. They were telling us about the event and you know their motivation for it and and what they're trying to put together. And I definitely want to make sure we you know do our part to to talk about it more, talk to the racers that are going to be there, and do anything we can to help because it's Texas is a huge diesel truck area there's a lot of performance shops a lot of enthusiasts a lot of really cool builds you know that happen and and we want to see that continue to to thrive in, in a place and an event that these trucks can be showcased absolutely well you know everybody in texas drives a truck right we don't have yeah. cars down everybody <laughs> drives a truck. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely thick in the trucks down here and, and the guys that go work Monday through Friday, well, they want to drive a nice truck. They want some pep. They want to go out on the weekend and talk a little trash and be able to back it up. So we're here for that. I'm I'm here to start another addiction in somebody. Yeah. Because I know I got addicted. <laughs> so did I. I went to an event once, saw some trucks race, and I don't know, 12 years later, here I am. <laughs> I know. It's funny how that works, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it was really cool chatting with you today, Chris. And I, I, I want to get, um, I want to have you come back on later in the year, and and give us some feedback of you know, the, the engine, the, the the turbo setup, transmission, everything else, of of how it performed, and and maybe some things you know you've you've learned or changed up, or just how the truck's doing. So I, I'm sure we'll be chatting again. But it, it's really cool to to hear about your build and what your goals are for it and what you're able to give back to the diesel community with, you know, knowledge, experience with parts, experience with builds and, and what you guys are doing. Definitely, man. I'd love to talk to you. There's a bunch of products on this truck that we're going to prove, you know, um, to, to clear up the air on a few things. So yeah, I'd love to get back here and love to talk with you and maybe talk about the, the DPC and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to dieselperformance.com. Check out all the different products BD has for your truck. Any of the products we talked about you know, on this episode, you can find right on their website. So make sure and, uh, and head on over there. Check them out. Give them a call if you got questions or send them an email. Also, make sure you go to dieselworldmag.com. 
Check out Diesel World if you want to know what's going on in performance, products, builds, anything going on in diesel any time of year. Those guys got it covered. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.